Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. What's going on, you good humans? Welcome to guest episode number 90 of Good Humans Podcast. Thank you so much. If it's your first time joining us today, please go and hit that like and subscribe button. This podcast has been my little baby. It keeps growing, and it's all because you legends are telling your friends about it, telling people in your community that you think you might benefit from it. And I think today's episode is one that people will really, really love. We have Sam Dodd, who is one of the neuroscientists from Drinker Rapper. Drinker Rapper is the sponsor of this podcast, and I absolutely love their product. The product's going to get talked about quite a lot in this episode, so I'm not going to tell you all about it right now, but I will tell you if you do enjoy what you hear today, you think it's going to benefit your life, which I can almost guarantee it will, go to their website. It will be in the show notes. It's just drinkarepper.com. You can use the code GOODHUMAN and you get a massive 25% off their whole website. They have some amazing products and Sam's going to tell you all about them in this episode. So this episode, Sam Dodd, he's had a really cool story. I just find it so fascinating people who create careers that is all around trying to make other people's lives better and working in um, science and loving it as a kid growing up around it. He always wanted to do something in the science field. And then, yeah, once he met the boys and actually really began to see the science that drink a rapper were putting into their products and realized that it wasn't just a, normal marketing ploy like a lot of other products will do they'll kind of chuck a couple little healthy things in their product not do any science to back it up and call it healthy he saw what drink a rapper were doing and was like wow i really want to get involved with these guys his story is really cool he explains a lot of the science behind the drink a lot of the um, different studies that they've been doing and hopefully you'll be pretty impressed with it because I definitely am. Um, yeah, make sure you go and share this episode if you do enjoy it. I am doing a special promo for this month with Drink a Rapper. It is Brain Month, the month of, month of March. So for the month of March, once a week, I'm going to be picking two people who share their favorite um, episode of Good Humans Podcast on their story and tag both Good Humans Pod and Drink a Rapper. Um, yeah, if you go on Instagram, tag both of us, take a photo, screenshot, sorry, or just share the um, Spotify tile of your favorite episode, tag both me and Drink a Rapper, Good Humans Pod, and yeah, I'm going to pick two people each week to send a case of a rapper to. I know this product is really good, so I absolutely am so pumped to be able to share it around, and yeah, it would mean the world if you could share it on your story and let people know your favorite episode too. So let's jump straight into this episode. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast, Sam Dodd. How you going, mate? Great, thanks, Cooper. How are you? I'm very well. It's a nice little midweek podcast for me. I've had a really busy start and I've got a really busy end of the week. So today's my one nice conversation and relaxed day. So I'm excited for this chat and then excited for a bit of a chill day. How's your morning going? Yeah, pretty busy. I think it's kind of reflective of the year so far. But yeah, as you said, it's quite nice to jump on and talk about something that's kind of ties in with being busy and 
looking to kind of relax and chill out a little bit so yeah it's good to be here thanks for having me yeah man it's gonna be a really fun chat so for anyone listening sam works at a rapper the chief um neuroscience officer yeah you're the lead neuroscience no, andrew scoley's our um chief officer. neuroscience officer i'm probably more just the in-house neuroscientist okay. and kind of tie into a few different other sort of areas of the company as well so i kind of cross over with a lot of the marketing and design and then some of the legal side of it as well so oh, kind of wearing many different hats at the moment yeah well i'm excited to get to know your story a bit better obviously a rapper has been a massive supporter of this podcast it's been a massive help i'd say in my life over the last eight months since getting to know you guys the product is amazing and yeah we're going to catch up to your story how you got involved and how you got this amazing product on the shelves for all of us to try out so the first question I do open all of my podcasts with is, what are you grateful for right now? Uh, well, I guess forefront of mind is being able to have conversations like this. I think the role I have with this company is a bit of a blessing where it kind of allows me to, as much as I love neuroscience, it can be quite a niche, sort of narrow area of science. So it's quite nice that I'm in a company that kind of expands your horizon, allows me to kind of talk to a whole different range of people about a whole different range of topics. And I think that's what neuroscience for me should be about the brain kind of touches and covers so many different areas that it's nice that I can talk to you or I can go and talk about sports or mental health or a range of different things so I'm just pretty grateful for the breadth of conversations that I get to have really yeah I love that it's it's so good neuroscience is a topic that absolutely fascinates me and it's something that I think should fascinate everybody a brain is something that every single person has although sometimes we think some people don't but a brain something that we all obviously have so the more we can gather a better understanding and understand how to make our brain perform at the best level then yeah i think everyone's life's going to be better the more we do lean into this idea of just being curious how can i improve my performance or at least understand my brain a little bit better um so we're going to jump straight into what i do with all of my podcast guests and rewind back to the beginning I want to get to know your story a little better. I want to understand why you do the work you do now, why you're so passionate about the brain and helping people. So we're going to rewind back to the start. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? What was sort of family dynamics like for you up until high school from what you can remember? Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I was born here in Auckland and grew up in Auckland. Uh, went to school pretty locally and grew up in a great family, really, you know, really supportive and encouraged us to kind of study and get involved you know education was really sort of encouraged there's a lot of impetus on that so I think that's a lot of my family background is in science and kind of that sort of thirst for knowledge and understanding so that definitely does mold and influence you in the direction you go in so that's definitely the background of the platform that was set for where I've got to now and then I kind of went through science and studied science all through school and then at university I think I landed on the brain because out of all the kind of, you, you get to a point where you're most likely going to study one organ or another. And for me, the brain kind of sits above all and is in control of all of them. And kind of everything you do in your life, every memory you make, every movement you make, it's all controlled and dictated by the brain. So I think that for me was just a, a no-brainer. <laughs> Excuse the pun. No, I love that, getting to know that it comes from that sort of family background, that interest in knowledge and that interest in gaining a better understanding on topics is so important. Something I normally do, actually, that I forgot to do at the start of my podcast is in a rep of cheers. We are on in different countries right now. I'm in Australia, you're in New Zealand, we are connecting over online, but I do see you having a rapper next to me. Normally, I explain to the listeners what's in a rapper and why it's beneficial. So we're going to do something a little different today. I'll get you to open yours and have a sip and I'll have a sip too, Absolutely. but this time you can actually explain what's in a rapper and why it's good for you and then we'll go a bit more into depth a little later. So cheers. <laughs> cheers. 
Cheers. I've got a nice warm bottle here that was sort of being used as a prop, but it still mm. tastes good. Oh, I've got a cold one out of the fridge. You can pretend yours is cold. Yeah, you're, you're definitely winning there. <laughs> so do you want to tell us what's in a wrapper and why it's important? And then later in the chat, we will go a bit deeper, but just sort of elevate a one-minute pitch. Why is a wrapper good for you? Cool, yeah, just as a high level. It's, it's multiple ingredients, three key ingredients, and they're basically formulated together to have several different effects, so a short-term and a long-term effect. So it can impact things like stress and anxiety, but it also looks after your long-term brain health. And the way that it does that is with these special black currants that we kind of analyze and test to look at the compounds in them, make sure that they have the optimal levels. It's got a, comp a pine bark extract. So this pine bark extract is again, a strong antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and it kind of helps with blood flow to the brain, which is important for getting nutrients into the site. And everything your brain requires comes from the blood flow. So it's important to improve that as much as possible. And a fermentation from Japanese green tea leaves called L-theanine. And that is a special compound because it's alerting and relaxing at the same time. So it doesn't make you drowsy, it doesn't overstimulate you, it fits in a nice middle ground where it helps you feel sharp and alert, but it also keeps the nervous system calm and relaxed. So it's probably the puts you in the optimal state for focusing on whatever you're focusing on, work, some sort of stressful event, some sporting event, whatever it is. So it's those three ingredients that kind of have different mechanisms and approach things from different angles that allow it to have this sort of quite great profound effect and allow you to feel that effect straight after you consume our drinks or any of our products yeah amazing well we're gonna feel pretty good for this next 45 minutes while we chat all about your life and thank you for that description because i describe it twice a week on this podcast and that was far better than i've ever done so thank you i feel like the listeners are gonna get a lot out of this episode to understand why rep is so good but also yeah understand your story a bit better so let's once again go back to kind of the start let's talk about high school what was high school like for you Did you do any sports? Were you super into your rugby like everyone else in New Zealand? Or was it pretty academic from the get-go? You said obviously science was pretty important to you and your family. Would you call yourself that sort of academic kid or were you a sporty kid? Definitely preferred the sport. Got a lot more enjoyment out of the sport. And at the time, that's kind of more where my focus was. There was always an academic element, but like a lot of kids growing up, I, there were many days where I wasn't that excited to go to school or would have preferred to be doing something else but I definitely had the importance of it instilled in me so I knew that I kind of had to go there and tick certain boxes and achieve certain milestones but I definitely had more of an influence and more of an passion towards sport and then kind of as I got older and got through it further through high school I did start to understand okay I need to reframe and kind of shift my perspective around academia versus sports because I started to realize that I wasn't going to pursue a career in sports and I needed to you know figure out in which direction I was going to go with academics and to kind of see in that space what was kind of most important to me. So there was definitely a shift in my five years at high school from sports more towards the academia and the science in particular. Yeah, interesting. What about when you were sort of coming to those last few years of high school? I mean, in Australia, it's year 11 and 12. I'm not exactly sure what it is over in New Zealand, but those last few years of high school where you start getting asked that question, what are you going to do after school? What do you want to be when you grow up? what was your own personal vision for what your future was going to look like when you were in those final years of high school? To be honest, I was pretty clueless, which I think a lot of people are. I mm. kind of, the more I thought about it, the further away I seem to get. It's kind of the more you know, the less you know sort of situation where I probably knew that it was going to be science-based, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to follow the typical kind of pursue medicine pathway. It definitely occupied some space in the back of my mind 
but I kind of knew that I wasn't 100% sold on it and that's obviously a very particular and very difficult pathway to go down so you've got to be fully committed. So I kind of knew that wasn't for me and I sort of had to almost leave school, get to university, start down a scientific pathway and then let it take shape to an extent because I didn't know straight off the bat and I don't think everyone knows straight off the bat so you do need time to let it kind of mould and as long as you sort of narrow it down at least a tiny bit to a specific area like science it kind of at least gives you a nudge in the right direction it does tend to take shape yeah. as long as you invest some time and effort into it so was the goal straight to uni post high school or did you do some travel did you go and try and see the bit of the world or was it straight into uni after high school the goal was always straight to uni I kind of figured the sooner I could get it done initially the, then I'd have time for other things but it did end up becoming quite a long <laughs> journey for me obviously I studied for a, for a fairly lengthy period of time so it was worth it though because I was enjoying what I was doing and I did a lot of different interesting things so as much as you know the travel and the concept of going around the world and doing that is still exciting to me and I've been lucky enough to do a little bit of it it did get somewhat stunted by a long pathway studying neuroscience so there's still a bit of an urge in the background to do an extended period of travel but right now this is still definitely taking precedence and priority in my mind yeah, I feel like you're going to get to see plenty of the world and bring your product all around the world to yeah, benefit everybody, hopefully, over the next couple of years, which is super exciting. So what's it, what's involved in a neuroscience degree? How many years of study was it? Where, like, What sort of stu- like topics are you studying? Because I was actually thinking about this when I got in the shower before um, recording this episode, thinking, like, what's the difference between like neuroscience and then being at, like working on brains? It's like neuroscience is studying the brain and understanding the brain, whereas a neurosurgeon is someone who actually is a doctor and does stuff with the brain and actually works on people's brains is that kind of i guess the difference yeah so i guess the science the neuroscientist part of it a lot of that's more the research and the understanding yeah that goes in behind closed doors in a lab kind of understanding okay there's some sort of disease how does it present itself what goes wrong or what changes in the brain that then leads to these symptoms what can we do to maybe interrupt that or improve that and then often that knowledge then feeds into a practitioner who then will apply that or they'll hear about a certain pharmaceutical or a technique or intervention that they can then use to take straight to a patient and kind of apply one-on-one face-to-face and try and solve the issue there to a you know, to a patient so it's kind of it's all under the same umbrella, but it's different stages of basically helping someone who's suffering from disorder usually. Yeah, super interesting. So how many years of study is neuroscience? Well, I did a three-year BSc down in Otago in neuroscience specifically. So they offer that as a degree down there. It's the only place in the country. You can do it elsewhere, but it's not under the same sort of moniker. Um, did my three years down in Otago, came back up to Auckland and then did some postgraduate work and a master's at the Centre for Brain Research up here. And then I actually began a PhD, got a couple of years into the PhD, and then it got heavily disrupted by COVID. And I kind of went back to the drawing board and decided that long-term research wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. So I kind of took a little bit of time away, and then I've kind of circled back and then decided at this stage to... I, I walked away from the PhD something that I may or may not want to revisit in the future, but found one of the few companies that's selling food effectively, which is available to everyone, with a neuroscience background, using clinical research to kind of prove what their products do, and figured that was something that was really cool to me because 
a lot of the work I was doing was really reactive. Mm. So you kind of wait for something to go wrong with someone, maybe they have a stroke, and then you kind of figure out to what extent can we help them regain their motor function or something like that. And often it wasn't very much. And it's important work for people to do, but for me, waiting for an issue and then kind of giving some people bad news or not being able to solve the issue entirely wasn't really for me. And then finding a company where here's a product anyone can start consuming it at any stage in their life and whatever stage you start consuming it, it's going to give you a benefit. That was really exciting for me to find out. So Ardipa was has been the most amazing landing spot for me and I've been really privileged, really stoked to be working here because it's just really cool what's going on. I love the, the fact that you say you'd want to rather be proactive than reactive and I feel like the whole medical system is based on being reactive and then pharmaceuticals come in and give you something to get you a little bit better and then back to another problem. It's so awesome that a repa and a small few are really trying to put a bit of time. I mean, I'd almost call like, it's obviously so different, but what I do with the good human factory is encouraging people to create skills and to create techniques and understand products that are going to benefit you. So you don't run into those problems. Whereas so, so much of the industry when it comes to medicine comes back to just almost wanting people to get sick so that you can offer them a product to get better rather than offering a product that gets you good so you don't get sick. Yeah, I think I think the medical industry does do a fantastic job and it's kind of the proactive side that's that's lacking or at least there's either a lack of understanding or awareness and then a little bit of a lack of opportunity out there and resource out there for people to use. So I think the medical industry, you know, people are always going to get sick and it's going to happen in a whole bunch of different ways and it's amazing that that's there and it's obviously always going to be a work in progress but the work that's done there is amazing but there's so much that can be done up front as you say to either stop certain things happening or delay the onset of certain issues disorders so I think that's again it's cool what RDP is doing because it gives you an, an opportunity and the education the understanding around it and the proper science and scientific process to be like here's a product you can use it's going to help you it might stave off the onset of certain disorders you can buy it right now it's accessible safe for everyone to use everyone can benefit from it basically that's kind of the motto of the company is it's for everyone with the brain it's trying to benefit everyone with the brain so yeah and i like the idea that you guys are like kind of trying to make neuroscience cool almost it's like if you hear neuroscience you straight away think of like scientists and whatnot but then once you turn it into a product that's got like kind of fun groovy marketing actually has the science to back it up tastes good it's like the perfect storm for what i think is going to be sort of the new age of um beverages the new age of hopefully food is products that are actually going to benefit us because i mean you the food nowadays that we put in our body is ridiculous like i was going through the shops yesterday at woolworths like i very very rarely go to woolies anymore i try and shop just at farmers markets but I went to Woolworths just to grab some like oat milk for my coffee and stuff. And I looked at every single oat milk and every single one of them had some sort of sunflower oil, rapeseed oil. And I'm just like, just nothing is like natural. You know what I mean? Nothing is that good for you anymore. Whereas your guys' product is obviously amazing. Um, Yeah, it took a long time, I think, for... It was Angus's sort of brainchild about 10 years ago. But to even get it to market took, you know, three or four years. And then to gain any sort of traction and awareness was quite you know a long process for the team. Well, it was quite a small team initially, but it was they worked very hard for a long time to understand the science, what it could do, how can we make sure that people are actually benefiting from this, make sure it's concrete what we're saying, and then actually get the idea out without, as you mentioned earlier, making it too sciencey. Thinking of scientists in lab coats working away, that kind of doesn't resonate with a lot of people. And I think that's been a big learning 
for my job is going from that genuine lab environment to still using the science but then providing a product where okay how can we make this sound interesting and educate people and let them know yes this does benefit your brain this is how it does it but not talking about nitty-gritty enzymes and hormonal changes <laughs> and neural systems and things the whole time that doesn't really mean anything to anyone so you've got to keep the science sturdy but also give information to people that's valuable to them and they can actually take with and take with them and you know do something make a change in their life yeah i think you guys are doing such a good bridging that gap of sort of the science but then also the accessibility and making it easy to understand for people which is epic i want to rewind back now once again a little bit just to where a rapper first came into your sphere were you you were initial with angus weren't you uh no i wasn't there at the start angus and zach started it And then they had a couple of others jump on board really early doors. And it was just the four or five of them up until, what, mid-2021, really. So it was quite small. And then the team's really grown and expanded a lot in the last 18 months or so. I think downstairs now in, in our office, we're about 22 or three. And then there's a few over in Sydney as well. So it's growing really quickly from its sort of origins about 10 years ago. It's just an idea in Angus's head. Yeah, I think it's so cool, the idea, after speaking to Angus, sorry I got that wrong, that it was Zach from the start, that instead of like most businesses will create a pretty good product and then heavily market it and try and make their money sort of straight away, whereas the way the best I understand what Angus and the team early did was really work hard on the science for four or five years to get it to a point where it's going to live up to the scrutiny it's going to actually be doing something good rather than just saying it's going to do something good for you like oh plenty of vitamin c in it like ribena used to say and just try and make money off it that's why i love a rapper it's taken time to produce and create the actual really good product and now that they've got that proof now they're pushing really hard on marketing expanding the team getting it everywhere because they know that it's actually doing something good. So yeah, when, how did you get involved and what was your initial sort of experience with Arepa? Well, as I mean, as a scientist and going through universities and studying science, they teach you to be a skeptic. It's kind of part of sciences and unless something's confirmed beyond belief, you know, it still doesn't make it 100% without a doubt true. It's just the most likely hypothesis effectively. Mm-hmm. So you kind of do become very skeptical over time growing up and studying going through that environment so i remember actually seeing it on the shelves for the first time and seeing you know a lot of things as you mentioned are just marketing and seeing a drink that was claiming to massively improve brain health and i was very skeptical because the number of times i've seen something similar and i mean ardep is the only beverage with clinical testing in the whole southern hemisphere so it's completely new and so when i saw a drink making those claims i thought you know there's probably no way it can be true funny thing is a few months later when I got put in touch with Angus and then sat down with him and then talked to him about how it all worked and the clinical trials they'd done and the testing and he explained the ingredients and how Professor Andrew Scoli was on board and how he spent a lot of time really sort of finally curating the formula. It was quite a shock almost really to you know see something that had such rigorous peer-reviewed published clinical science behind it that was you know being sold on the shelf in the supermarket next to all the other products that for so many years are kind of incorporate ingredients with sort of random doses that had no evidence behind them the fact it was yeah right there next to them all in the supermarket was quite impressive really that it was crossing over from science to that fmcg available kind of just at the store around the corner it was really cool to see 
Yeah, it's just, it blows my mind that for one that I get to work with you guys, it's so cool to know that my little podcast can partner with you guys and bring this information to my community, but also hopefully as the podcast expands into a lot of the Australian community, because like you said, being the only neuroscience, actually peer-reviewed, studied um, beverage, it's pretty bloody cool. And it's, it's, it's an absolute privilege for me to be able to do that. So once you first caught up with Angus, how did you start to get involved? What sort of studies were you looking at? What were some of the things that really blew you away with the science as a neuroscientist that somebody like me probably wouldn't understand, but now's your time to throw a few sciencey words in there that you're like, wow, this product is legit. Well, I mean, it, t- it took quite a while even to come to terms with, because it's a new era. I worked in neuroanatomy and then stroke rehabilitation. And so to get into a food space, I had to learn all these, all the names of the new compounds and things in there and enzymes that are involved. And my first few weeks were kind of just reviewing all of the scientific literature that kind of related to black currants, to this pine bark extract, to L-theanine, and then anything that spun off from those topics as well. So I took a long time just to get familiar with what we already knew, but then sort of review all of the literature and understand, okay, what keeps popping up over and over again? What are some other areas that we probably are having an influence on, but we don't even know, we don't understand yet? And then some of those ideas that I came across then could drive okay, what clinical trials do we do next? What do we want to prove that our formulation can do that then we can take to the consumer and say, hey, by the way, it's really cool. We've just found out that our product is anti-anxiety. The way it happens is it impacts the HPA axis, which is involved in producing adrenaline. So we've realized that we can dampen down some of those circuits, decrease the amount of adrenaline and cortisol being released into the into the system and then that can actually impact stress and anxiety and help you feel relaxed and stay calm in the moment in important moments. So that's just one way, you know, that we allow people to be really focused and dialed in and perform at their best because if day to day you're mitigating stress and anxiety, that is a good short term benefit, but also in the long term, if you're not having ele- elevated cortisol and feeling really stressed every single day, it's really good for your well being in the long run as well. So I was blown away by how many different mechanisms were at play and how much these three ingredients could do and how much published evidence was out there showing that, okay, these compounds that are found in these ingredients have, you know, hundreds of effects. And I think people don't realize the extent to which food can impact your entire physiology, your entire system, not just the brain, everything upstream, downstream. So, yeah, I think for me it was just a shock the breadth of what was going on in the literature and what people had already found and then taking that expanding on it and then trying to find okay can we prove via a clinical study that our drink actually has this effect that we imagine it does yeah wow and then so with some of those clinical studies i spoke to professor scully about this and i feel like i have a pretty good understanding now of what double blind placebo studies are what um what are some of the biggest benefits or what, what's one of the studies that really stood out to you that you were like, okay, this is actually a product that's actually doing a lot. Cause there's been a bunch of studies done. Yeah. There's one published study right now, but there's several that have been completed are going through the publication process will be published this year. And then there are about six or seven that all should kick off this year. There might be one or two and there might not be till next year, but there's probably at least six that'll get underway this year. So it's going to be pretty busy and that's a lot of, I mean, clinical research is time-consuming and tough resource-wise, so 
there's going to be a lot on our plate, but we've kind of, as you mentioned earlier, gone all in on the science because we want to front load that, make sure that we really understand exactly what we're doing so that we can have really open upfront conversations with people, tell them how we're going to benefit them and know that, you know, we don't have to fudge anything or kind of cut any corners. So we, yeah, we're all about being transparent and upfront and not having to, you know, tell little white lies or rely too heavily on kind of marketing that, you know, might be or might not be true. So in terms of the studies, we've had the data come through within the last few weeks. It was kind of, well, end of last year, and then we've had some updates since. Probably one of the most exciting things for anyone's perspective, but definitely from mine that I've found out since being here is we've just worked with Plant and Food Research down Palmerston North, and Andrew Scully's helped to oversee a lot of this as well. But we found it was an effect that was already known that black currants can inhibit the Mao enzyme. The Mao enzyme is MAO, it stands for monoamine oxidase. It's an enzyme that breaks down monoamines. Monoamines are things like dopamine and serotonin that people would have heard about. They're really classic, well known neurotransmitters, and they're responsible for things like mood, motivation, feelings of contentness, and well being. Normally, this enzyme breaks them down to recycle them, and it's a healthy process, but they found that black currants can inhibit this enzyme, slow down its activity. If you slow down the breakdown of some of these, neurotransmitters you can get a bit of a boost in mood a boost in cognition a boost in your ability to focus and work hard so it can be good for a workplace setting as well but what we've done is taken a step further because no one knew what in black currants was having that effect so we've we're going to do some follow-up work just to be certain of it and as we always do we like to be completely certain but we have definitely found a special compound that has never been associated with inhibiting this enzyme before it's kind of going through the patenting process right now, so I've got to be a little bit careful about spilling the beans entirely. But we've effectively isolated the special compound. It's never been isolated before for this purpose. Found that it can inhibit this enzyme. That means that we can select special berries that have elevated levels of this compound and then you know, maybe make new strains of berries or maybe extract it and then enrich it into some of our products. And it's also an enzyme that's been used in pharmaceutical drugs that for things like Parkinson's disease and things like that um, but with the pharmaceutical drugs it's often had side effects and these berries are not having the side effect and it's inhibiting this enzyme to the same extent that some of these drugs do so basically found a way to tap into your neurochemistry impact your levels of neurotransmitters that are responsible for your mood and your well-being and your ability to focus and work hard and now we know it's responsible so we can actually change these levels and kind of you know create new products maybe that can have special amazing wide-ranging effects so i think that's probably one of the craziest most interesting findings so far that i've been a part of yeah wow that's it's so what about so where do you get these berries are these just like berries that someone can go buy like just at the store like berries or are they specially farmed that have the right climate in the right environment to have these special berries like they sound like magic berries <laughs> yeah pr- most of the berries come from the plains down canterbury ways but obviously season to season and crop to crop, they vary a lot in their bioactives. So there are special compounds in black currants, like they're incredibly high in vitamin C, higher in vitamin C than any other commercially sold fruit. Really high in this compound called anthocyanins, which gives it its purple color. And that's where a lot of the health benefits come from. And then they're high in the special compound that we found as well that inhibits this enzyme and can help with your mood and cognition things as well. The thing that we do that no one else does is we take the berries and send them off to labs and get them analysed for these special compounds, see the levels of them, 
and then we pick and choose which ones are going to be most beneficial for the consumer so how can we confer these benefits across to people and we've you know started looking further afield and we basically we want to find the best berries out there so we're constantly going to be sourcing and testing berries with these special techniques one of them to find again the special compound that we found that's a technique that was developed especially for this purpose so some of the um, resources and techniques around it are kind of quite unique and developed especially for our purpose also so yeah we continue to analyze these berries and make sure that we're finding the best ones yeah wow that's it's so cool i think it's um pretty spectacular the work you guys are doing it the thing that i just love is that it's been like five ten years in the making to get to this point whereas almost every other business i know that's a beverage company at its core is make a product so you can quickly get it out there and start selling it. Whereas you guys are really, as you can tell by you talking after having Angus on the podcast, also Professor Scully, it is truly about trying to benefit people's lives and make their lives better, which is so special. One thing that um, Professor Scully and Angus talked about is the long-term brain benefit. I know you guys were still doing some studies on this, but I recently, um, I recently went and saw my uncle who's got dementia, he's only in his early 60s, and I've never really been around or affected by anyone with dementia. But a few weeks ago, I saw my uncle for the first time in about a year. A year ago, he was starting to pretty much forget everything, couldn't really tell who I was. And I went and saw him the other day and far out, it was, um, I, I take my hats off to anyone who takes care of family members who have dementia because wow, it's, um, it's a serious and a really, really scary disease. What sort of benefits, and I know you probably can't, say anything concrete because you don't want to give any false information but what sort of things does a rapper have in it that is sort of showing signs of having long-term effect on our um, yeah overall brain health and things like dementia and um, neurodecline diseases yeah you're right i mean we kind of our whole, whole company is based on not getting ahead of ourselves with the science and not yeah. saying things that we aren't sure are true but there's still plenty out there that we're very confident and we can we know that we are having an impact for example uh, the University of Wollongong and Dementia Australia in 2017 published a paper and the paper was looking at anthocyanins, which are the purple compound I mentioned in black currants, their ability to have an impact on a cohort with dementia mild to moderate dementia. So they did a three-month trial giving people a 240 milligram dose of anthocyanins every single day for three months and they found that compared to the placebo they could slow down the memory decline and the cognitive decline that comes with the normal progression of dementia so they found that in a three-month trial obviously the longer the trial especially with something that presents and you know continues to worsen over time like dementia the longer the trial the better what they wanted to do at the University of Wollongong and through Dementia Australia was a follow-up trial and kind of like I mentioned before about being proactive rather than reactive there's a condition or a point where your cognition gets to where you are defined as mildly cognitively impaired it's called MCI and that's a precursor to dementia almost everyone I think about 80% of people with MCI then progress to having dementia so the University of Wollongong wanted to do a study on people with MCI and see if they could intervene at that stage and slow down the progression of people having full-blown dementia and then really struggling with behavioural issues and memory issues and, you know, their whole day-to-day -day life being massively impacted and their family around them as well. So they were about to kick that study off with the same 
fruit they used for the first one, which was the Queen Garnet Plum in Australia. But at the last moment, they realised that the black currants, especially the ones that we'd been sourcing, were incredibly high, much higher in these anthocyanins than the plums. So it's a much more efficient way to deliver the dose to the people in the study. So they decided at the last minute that it'd be best to work with us. So that's work that's ongoing, but we've decided with the team over there to do it in a much more rigorous way. So we're doing four groups that overlap. Each one does it for six months, and they're going to compare it to a purple food diet and a placebo control as well. So basically we're hoping and quite confident based on the existing evidence, but obviously it's still in progress, but very confident and sort of optimistic that we'll find that people with this precursor to dementia, we can slow down that onset and slow down the transition of them from just having a few sort of areas in which they're impaired to you know full-blown dementia because as you mentioned and as I've experienced with grandparents as well it is quite a difficult thing for everyone involved to kind of watch someone decline and you know some days not even know who you are or who people around them are it can be quite distressing for the person suffering as well looking around and kind of being incredibly confused about what's going on in their immediate environment so it's actually a good stat I think that Andrew Scully mentioned the other day that between the age of 60 and 70 roughly every five years after that the the incidence of dementia tends to double so if we can find out that we delay the onset of dementia by five years we could theoretically half the number of people suffering from it so it's an exciting study and it's huge because it impacts millions of people around the world so if we can even you know slow down that decline by a month or a year or whatever that's just so many more valuable days of time you get for yourself and for all your family members and all your loved ones so it's really exciting work that we've got going on we're quite thrilled to be partnered with Dementia Australia man it's uh, you guys should be so proud like you're doing God's work it's it's just so special mm. to know that you guys aren't just a Red Bull or a monster trying to make poison so you can make money and put on sports events you guys are literally out there trying to give people extra time with their loved ones trying to give people more like more life it, it's just mm. i feel like so like i said i'm just so grateful i don't know how i managed to connect so much with you guys because it is um it's so special just knowing that the why behind a ripper is far more than just profits and it just comes yeah. through in everything you guys do from your marketing to the socials the content you put out but most importantly the studies you guys are doing to actually prove that your product's working which is amazing so what's the next um six to 12 months looking like for a reaper. I know you guys are really pushing hard to get over to the Australian market. I through my podcast trying to grow the audience and let people know that this is a product that is quite literally going to change your life. I'm sure almost everyone who's listened to this episode is going to go and use that good human code and pick up some, um, a reaper because yeah, not only is it good for your loved ones who might be struggling a bit with some neuro decline but it's also good for you like it it benefits everyone it's a win it's, mm. it's just so cool so yeah what do you guys have and what are you looking forward to coming up the next six months six to 12 months well i think it's well it's multi multifaceted but two of the key ones especially from my perspective are these ongoing clinical trials sort of starting to gain more understanding of who we can help and how we can do that because the whole goal of the company is to be again to we to exist to make all brains better and you know be able to provide a benefit to people from every single background whether you're a healthy child or a child with some issue disorder someone who's just working a normal nine to five an elite athlete whoever so we want to make sure that we're there's understanding around what we can do and how we can benefit anyone from any background so 
for example, we've got work wrapping up right now on how we affect the gut-brain axis. So there's a lot of, we're a food product and there's a lot of you know new evidence coming out around the gut microbiome and how impacting that can actually affect how your brain functions and your cognition. So we're going to dive in and try and understand how we affect that. There's, we get a lot of anecdotal evidence coming from parents about their children who maybe were taking Ritalin but it wasn't agreeing with them and it was giving them some other issues and side effects. And a lot of them say that they start using Arepa and have a lot of help with focus at school or kind of just calming them down if they have more of the hyperactive side of ADHD. One thing that often gets overlooked is adults with ADHD. It's kind of looked at primarily as a children-based disorder, whereas that's not true at all. It's just kind of ignored in the older population, the adult population. So we're kicking off some work soon looking at adults with ADHD and if we can impact that as well. There's ongoing work um, just looking at cognitive markers, trying to understand more about how we impact cognition, how we influence things like memory, working memory. There are different types of memory, so seeing which ones we influence and how that can kind of fit in with everything else. Um, there's a, a cool study starting shortly looking at immunity. We know that vitamin C obviously is important for the immune system, but there are other compounds involved with Arepa that seem to probably have an immune effect. So we're going to supplement some people with Arepa, some people with placebo, and leading up to getting their flu vaccine and seeing if the immune response that the flu vaccine is supposed to stimulate is improved if you've been consuming our product. So we're kind of looking at a whole different range of of um, influences we can have and a whole different w bunch of ways we can impact different people and kind of just let everyone know whatever your goal is, whatever you want to achieve, whether it's just feeling a bit more relaxed day to day or whether it's excelling in an elite sport, we're there to support that and benefit it and we're going to show you the evidence that's there so that you can consume us with confidence and the knowledge that we've done the work up front so you don't have to kind of spend all your time looking around trying to source something that is actually giving you the effect that they're telling you they're giving. Oh, I love that, man. It's just so cool. No, I've always as a young athlete always been super interested in the sports science and like how do things actually affect us and oh is it working or is it just placebo but knowing that there's a science that's proving that it's actually working it doesn't just be a thought in your head i mean it's amazing something i want to quickly talk about is the range of products that arepa has so there's obviously the drink the performance drink which is that kind of i guess you call it thicker black currant juice pretty strong then there's the um, light and sparkling. You've got the freeze-dried berries, um, the arepa powder, and then also the capsules. Do you want to kind of quickly, I mean, I guess we know a fair bit about the drinks. What's the difference between taking a capsule, taking the powder, taking the freeze-dried berries? Um, in terms of our beverages, yeah, you're right. There's the performance and then the sparkling, the calm and clarity version. The performance has more of the black currant in it. So some of this, like this male inhibition effect, that helps more with increasing some of these neurotransmitters, helps with motivation, cognition, focus, things like that. The sparkling, calm and clarity version has more of the L-theanine, so it has more of this relaxing compound in it that, depending on the individual and what they prefer, is often the main difference. Or kind of what you're trying to achieve, if you're really trying to have this like big cognitive boost and really dive into a stressful meeting or some sort of heavy workload, that might be better for you. Whereas if you're trying to just have an enjoyable evening and unwind and kind of feel really stress-free and relaxed and, I don't know, whatever you're doing in the evening or whenever, that extra dose of L-theanine in there can provide those benefits where if you just want to feel calm, but alert and focused, that's benefit you get from that. The powder, 
same dose serves a lot of the same benefits it's obviously in a different format it works well for people that want to make sure they're adding it to their diet as a daily thing so if you want to get into the habit of maybe putting some on your breakfast every single morning the powder is quite an effective and easy way to go about that some of the research we've done shows the absorption and the bioavailability of the powder and the drinks are very similar there are some differences small differences in them but largely the way it's absorbed and the way it impacts the body is actually very similar the capsules obviously with the coating around them take some time to be dissolved you get less of a felt effect but pine bark actually doesn't taste great so we can't put too much of it into the drink or the powder without making it you know a product that's not accessible because it doesn't taste nice it has to taste nice people are going to drink it and consume it daily so since you can't taste the capsules we could really crank up the level of the pine bark extract and the pine bark extract has been shown to help with blood flow some people use it for concussion some people use it that's a lot of the um, effect on people with ADHD comes from this pine bark extract. This improved blood flow to the brain helps a lot with focus and attention. So this elevated level of pine bark extract in the capsules is really good for people who are recovering from some sort of trauma to the brain or for people like parents who've had this um, ADHD and their children maybe are getting off Ritalin or getting off one of these similar medications and wanting to try a natural alternative that tends to work really well for people. So capsules do serve a slightly different benefit and that benefit kind of is tailored to specific people's needs. Amazing. Well, I absolutely love every single one of them. It's nice to know the kind of small differences between them now moving forward so I can better use the product and hopefully anyone listening can as well. But man, this has been a great chat. I could talk to you forever, but we've just been told that you have to jump out of the podcast studio. So we'll have to do another catch up very soon because I know it is brain month the day or three days after this has come out. Um, it's brain month. So we're going to be bringing a whole bunch of content from good humans podcast and uh, drink a rapper. I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you hopefully over the year and bring some more brain science to my audience and yeah, continue to share with the world a rapper because it's bloody doing amazing things. And I'm so proud to be working with you guys. But the last question I do finish every good humans podcast with is what does being a good human mean to Sam Dodd? I think it's mainly just the way that you respond to and interact with the people around you. Just kind of any way that you can improve someone's day in a small way or kind of go out of your way to help someone in a facet of their life they might be struggling slightly. It's just simple, small interactions. And it's just, it's just been consistent with, with that each day doing something small. It's the easy, okay, what can I do today to help someone out? I think it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. That's kind of effectively what you're doing with this podcast and the people you interact around with. And that's why it's called the Good Humans Podcast. You kind of got to be, you got to practice what you preach. And it's, I think you're the perfect advocate for that. So we also love the work you're doing and it's cool to be involved with you. And I'm also looking forward to continuing these conversations going forward because it's, yeah, it's exciting collaboration. I think the era of neuroscience ex extends to all of well-being, and we're trying to make sure that we cover all those boxes from, you know, exercise to what you consume to mindfulness, meditation, everything's important. So we're trying to be all inclusive and it's, cool to partner up with someone like you who understands that all those facets are really important and kind of crucial to your overall well-being so thank you no well, it's been a great chat i absolutely love all the work we do together plenty more to come but yeah thank you so much for jumping on good humans podcast thank you very much thanks for having me 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 